Hello and welcome to For the Love of Beer podcast. I'm Phil Savory, joined as always by my good friend, Mark Harley-Johnson. Hello and mahaban to you. Mahaban. Have I said that right? Yes. yes. Later. Bit of a twist on the normal format this time, partly because we're running out of beers and also because this um, episode has a twist. So um, we're tackling only one beer today from our 100 different beers from 100 different countries bucket list. Um, however, it is alcohol free. So um, we're going to take the opportunity to, to do something a little bit different um, than what we would normally do. And we've also lined up a couple of other non-alcoholic beers or beverages to kind of get a feel for where we think this beer is going to rank. Because to be fair, myself and Mark, we don't really drink, or we, just, we don't drink alcohol beer, alcohol-free beer, no. really, do we? No. Um, well, we need to pad the episode out a bit, don't we? So, uh, and that. So, so without, there is that. Without further ado... We'll have a we'll have a quick catch up, and I'm just going to crack open this bottle of Bavaria, um, yeah, percent from Holland, which is probably one of the more more common or better known ones over here. I would say. Yeah, it's definitely also one of the most cheapest as well. So, um, so just to make clear, this is not the one that we're actually reviewing for the pod today. Um, this is going to be a bit of a palate cleanser to get us going, um, and hopefully, just it's just going to taste like a normal lager. Is is my hope for it. I've never had it before. I have had some non-alcoholic beers before, but never this one. <laughs> that's that's actually not too bad. That's all right, isn't it? It's all right. <laughs> not a bad start. That's all so right. That, that is this is this is essentially styled like a pilsner. Yeah, it uh, is. But obviously, with the alcohol taken out, so you can kind of you can tell that something's missing, but the actual flavour itself isn't too bad. Um, uh, well, you say it has the alcohol taken out. There, you'd be incorrect because it, this is brewed by Bavaria yeah. in um, the Netherlands. Uh, they're the second largest brewery in the Netherlands behind Heineken. Um, Bavaria, they do standard pilsers and you know loads of other beers and that sort of stuff. Um, but they're actually family-owned, family-owned brewery. Oh, nice, blah blah. blah. Um, but it's not actually brewed with any alcohol in it. It's, they put like all the you know water and hops and all that shit, but it's never got to the point where it has alcohol content in it that they have to take out. So it's effectively a full, proper soft drink, this one. Um, they have been taken to court regarding their name because obviously it's German-sounding They're name, isn't it? They're not in Bavaria. They're not in Bavaria. No, they're from the Netherlands. Um, so they got taken to court. It's a bit like the, the Cornish pasty scenario, isn't it? Um, oh, is it, if it's know, not formal, is it a Cornish pasty? Well, they're not allowed to call it that anymore because it is protected. Um, but evidently they won in this case. Um, and here it is, Bavarian non-alcoholic lager. It's about, I think sure it was about £2.50 for four bottles, I think it was. And it, it was dirt cheap. Yeah. 0% stuff is actually better known here than because they do an actual like a 4.3%, they do actual alcohol, you know, proper beer. Yeah. It seems to be better known or more readily available here than the actual proper beer is. I've never had either of them, to be honest with you. Um, I spoke to my mate Greg about this and he said he's quite into his non alcoholic beers at the moment because he's being forced to by his wife. Um, and he drinks this because, well, it's the cheapest. He says it's all right. He likes two of them two non-alcoholic ones as this and Heineken and I've had, that's I think the only one that I've had oh no sorry I've had Bex Blue as well 
Um, I didn't like that. But the Heineken one's all right. It tastes like normal Heineken. I've had Prime like... Bud, and that's, uh, that's shit. I wouldn't recommend Yeah, I've not had that. No. I wouldn't recommend that. Vex um, Blue is, is it's all right, isn't it? Um, um, again, I didn't like Vex Blue. I mean, I'm talking years ago that I tried it. But um, the thing is, I, I quite like the feeling of just being, you know, after a couple of bottles, being a little bit, you know, in the two-pint heaven, so to speak. I, I just quite like that feeling. I don't see the point in having lager and just... Yeah, I think if, if you're having a soft drink, I don't regard beer as a soft drink or that flavour as a soft drink. So that, that, that's it's in my head. I'm used to, like you say, I'm used to kind of wanting to have two or three, you know, beers for, for, for the alcohol, really. I mean, not to get I mean, if, leathered, but... I mean, effectively, I could sit driving a train and drinking this at the same time. I mean, I'm sure it wouldn't go down well, don't get me wrong, but, I mean, it is no alcohol. No. Why don't people sit at a desk supping Bavaria 0.0? Well, I mean, I, I guess that's... I mean, alcohol-free beers are becoming more and more commonplace now, aren't they? They're becoming more and more normal. Um, mm. And less kind of looked down on. Um, than I don't... Previously. In my opinion, there's not really a place for them. So if you're out on a night out, it's just... Just have a Coke or something. I just don't see the point. Depends if you just really want the psychological thing of holding a, you know, you, you're out with your mates and you're a designated driver or you're not, you're not drinking. Yeah. You want to look like you're in the... But why would people want uh, to look like it? I don't get it. I don't know. I personally, I don't, I don't get it. Like I said, I just have a, I have a Coke or, or something. But mm. I guess it's that psychological thing, isn't it? Having a bottle in your hand and feeling like one of the... One of the gang. One, of, one of the lads having your yeah. 0.0 Bavaria. Or ladettes. Mm. Lads or ladettes. Everyone is included here. Right. Um, so, um, yeah. So, so we're still, um, obviously, as as um, you can probably tell by the, by the sound, uh, watching on YouTube, we're still in lockdown. Um, we're still in our respective bunkers. Um, this This coronavirus thing just sort of drags on and on and, it's just been pretty, pretty miserable time, I think, for a lot of people. Um, but weirdly, you know, lockdown life is kind of in a bubble. And you, if you're not watching the news, you're kind of um, almost blind to what, what's going on. You don't really feel like there's a major national crisis. You're kind of just having some time off work and the weather's nice and you've got your barbecue on and you're spending time with your family and... Um, if it's not you still... affecting you, it's quite a weird, weird time to live through. Yeah. I mean, it isn't really affecting me because I'm just working as normal. Um, yeah. The only thing that I, I've sort of changed is that when I'm spare at work, quite often now I'm spare at home instead, so I don't even have to go work. So it saves me 75 miles of fuel a day. Yeah. I don't have to go work. I just go back to bed. It's brilliant. I like it. Um, but, you know... It's a challenging times, isn't it? It's unprecedented. Is what it, it is. is. It's unprecedented. And we don't know. We don't know. So by the time this comes out, obviously, um, you know, things will obviously change again. And yeah. Like, Should we make another prediction about what's going to happen? So where are we now? So we're in. The, we're uh, just a few days into May. Yeah. So um, our first prediction regarding coronavirus, Barrett, by the way, on episode shocking. one of series two, um, was it something along the lines of? It's just 
another type of flu. I think it was me that said that. You said, oh, it's um, the flu, isn't it? And no, it's not that bad, is it? And then, and then obviously, yeah. tens of thousands of deaths later, it's like we look like, Yeah, like we were quite wrong about that. Yeah, um, yeah give it... I mean, when's this going to be out? Another probably five, six weeks? Depends. We could... I mean, just doing a bit of admin, we could... Um, we've recorded a few already, but I could... I could, um, I could easily just fuck around with the order. <laughs> it means nothing Why to Why not? Me, so... Um, in another five or six weeks, I think we're still going to be queuing to get in supermarkets. I think we'll be doing that for much longer. Yeah, it's going to be the rest of the year at least, isn't it? Yeah, the supermarket um, thing now, that I think stays the same for quite a while. Yeah. But having said that, the, um, the food shortage has sorted itself out now. That seemed to have Yeah, well, they did say, solved itself. say there was nothing to worry about on that, and they were right on that one. Yeah, they just had to get their arses in gear. Mm. Um, but when are people going to start going back to work, do you reckon? It's, it's well, office jobs that are the issue, isn't it, really? Yeah, I, mean, my, I, I work in an office, I'm different to you in that I'm, I'm, a, I'm I pretty much got a non-essential job in an office. I've been written off for all of May. Um, in my line of work, I don't really, until you start opening again, I'm not really required in my job. So you're talking probably, hopefully June at some point, I'd like to be able to get back to work, but it is what it mm. is to make the most of it. And obviously we're, we're using the time as best as we can. And so by the time, uh, hopefully by the time that, um, that this comes out, the world will be in a better place. Uh, well, hopefully either this, well, probably next week or the week after, all being well, we might be able to do a proper recording in the pub or at your house or wherever. Um, yeah. We can do one in person, fingers crossed. Yeah, that would be nice. We'll, we'll, have, to, we'll, we'll have to cross our fingers for that one. Um, yeah, some more we, admin done. Have we had enough Bavaria? Do we wanna, would you want to get into? I've had enough Bavaria. Yeah, should we uh, crack on? Okay, so would you like to introduce our, our beer or would you call it a malt beverage? Well, on the bucket list, it's 100 beers from 100 countries around the world, right? But actually, it's not. It's a malt beverage. This is Barbican from the United Arab Emirates. I knew I was going to get that wrong. Um, now, it's available in nine different flavours. Um, but we have the standard malt version. So, yeah, this is halal approved. You'll be glad to know. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I've said shortly before we came on air, I'm a little bit worried about this because... I have had non-alcoholic beers before, and you know they taste shit, but they do taste a bit beery. Whereas this, I have no idea what it's going to taste like. Absolutely none at all. Well, just from looking at it through the bottle, it's <coughs> going to be quite different, I think, to what we're going to drink after this. So I'm not yes. sure if it's going to be a cla- if it's going to be a malt beverage in the sense that maybe what you're thinking, it might still mm-hmm. have some of the a bit beery. Yeah. That's my hope. Although it is a twisty lid, so that's not a great start. Well, it isn't a great start. I did some research on it earlier today, um, and there is. I saw one comment. This was. I was just flicking through. I saw one comment that it says it does taste beery. So should we crack it open and find out? Yeah. Um, this is listener, just to describe the the bottle. It's got a. Um, oh, I'm, I'm phoning up. Pretty pretty bog standard green bottle with a. Sort of a clear transfer sticker oh. with the label and the logo on it. Gold foil around the neck with some wheat on it. 130ml bottle. Oh, it's not that bad. I'm not sure on that one. It's not as bad as I think the next one's going to be. It's a little sweeter <laughs> than I thought it was going to be. 
Yeah, it is vaguely beer flavoured, isn't it? Ish. It's not as nice as the Bavaria. And when no. I say nice, as in it's, it's I, I wouldn't drink this over Bavaria. Most definitely. I mean, I wouldn't have either of them, to be quite honest with you. But it's, um, yeah, it's not that bad. This came from um, an online site. This actually came all the way from um, the Emirates. This is a genuine Emirates product. It's uh, come from a website called Desert Cart, um, which is supposed to also send me on the same order some moosey, um, but that appears yes. to be absolutely impossible to get. Yeah, because that um, was supposed to be the because we have two alcohol-free beverages on our bucket list. Barbican yeah. one, moosey from Saudi Arabia was the other. Sadly, we drew a blank on that. So, otherwise, we, we were hoping to sort of do it as a combined episode, get them both done, and then sort of be done with it and back to proper beers. But I have got a colleague going to um, Dubai actually later in the year. So, well, we should be. So, um, all being well, he'll be able to bring some Lucy back. So, but anyway, what's your initial thoughts, Barbican? Um, it's it's not. I mean, it's not horrendous. It's not undrinkable, but at the same time, it um, doesn't really do anything for me. Um, no. Really. Uh, as I said, I think having the Bavaria beforehand, the Bavaria, for me, feels a bit more like a beer. This, this yeah. doesn't really. It's kind of um, a water, slightly more sweeter type of drink. Not, not, not that keen. Right. Barbican. It's um, it was first made in 1983. It's made in Dubai now. Yeah, um, and it's distributed by a company called Orjan Coca-Cola, which I presume is Coke's um, Dubai set. Middle Eastern arm. Uh, however, it was originally made in the UK by Bass Breweries. Wow! In uh, Burton on Trent. So there we go. 1983. It started here in the 80s. Yep, started here, 1983, first um, sold 1983, Bass oh. Breweries. Um, so yeah, there you go, Bass Breweries. It's a malt drink, many flavours, um, ours obviously the original one. There's this and nine other flavours, they do like strawberry, pomegranate, raspberry, lemon, all sorts of shit. Um, as I said earlier, it's halal, so Muslims are able to drink it, yep. as per its location, obviously. I'm just trying and, to think how a beer would not be halal. Well, I mean, obviously, that, that, there's the whole alcohol thing, but isn't halal, yeah. I've been massively ignorant, but isn't halal handling of meat? Um, or am I being really, really thick? I don't really know. I think I'm probably too ignorant to have looked into it, to be quite Let's honest with you. move on while I look it up, and then I find out yeah. if I'm being an idiot or not. <laughs> um, right. Malt beverages. Now, I don't know where that this is going to have the same effect as the next one we're going to come on to later on. But malt beverage are believed to be good for breastfeeding mothers as it helps to uh, increase milk production. How good is that? So, by drinking this today, we might end up with slightly bigger breasts. Wonderful. How good would that be? <laughs> if, you just woke up, if you woke up tomorrow morning with tits, yeah. what would you do? Um, I don't know. I'd probably just hold them all day. I don't know. You have to go to work. Just, you, can, like. you have to go to work as well. What would you do? Would you would you just would you sling a bra on, or would you just? I'd probably hold them. What you just you just spend the day like just walk around like that, yeah, by day and hoping no one notices. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or maybe just embrace it and just like I say, just dress for the occasion. Put a bra on. 
I'd have a pair of tits for a day, just to kind of see how it goes, like for fun purposes. But then, mm. for normal normal life, no, no, too impractical. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there we go. I'm so, sorry for jogging. Jogging with can you imagine jogging with boobs? I don't know how women do it. Well, they strap them down, don't they? I know, but still, <laughs> I sympathise. I sympathise with them on that. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. Don't drink too much of it because if you do, you're going to end up with moves. Oh, just to come back on the halal thing. Um, yeah. Yes, I was being an idiot. Halal, uh, halal as a word itself is basically just means translated to English as permissible or lawful. So, essentially, if anything's halal, it means it's allowed. It doesn't mean like there's nothing special. Right. Yeah. So. Right. Okay. Halal meat. It means it's lawful, permissible. So I, I don't halal know. Drink I think permissible drink. It must be the way this is brewed then. In that it's got absolutely zero alcohol in it. That like, must... they, yeah, they just they just don't brew it with any alcohol. It's just not involved. Like you say, like very yeah. involved in the process. So that must be what makes it permissible. So there we go. Um, moving on. Yeah, moving on. Right, Barbican. We are uh, ticking off the United Arab Emirates. What do you know about the UAE? Anything? Nothing. Have um, you been? Uh, I haven't. Again, I'm going to confess ignorance. That sort of band of countries we have the United Arab you know, God, I'm fucking up now. It's difficult, isn't it? The United Arab Emirates. Yes. Qatar and and sort of you know Abu Dhabi and all that all, all that sort of area. I feel like I could I could kind of point the area on a map, but I I don't have a great understanding of like that Saudi Arabia and all that and, and where they all kind of mesh into each other and, and what belongs to who and. Right, well, it's okay, because I can tell you a little bit about the UAE. Wonderful. So, don't worry about it. Right. So, UAE is a federation... Well, I'll start again. Right. UAE has got a likeness to Stoke-on-Trent. Okay. Right. So, Stoke is one city of six little towns. Burslem, Tunstall, Hanley, Stoke-on-Trent itself, blah, blah, blah. UAE is a federation of seven emirates. So this is why it's united yep. in Arab um, of Emirates. So Emirates are like, I presume, like counties or something. Right, so the seven are Abu Dhabi, Ajman, Dubai, Fujairah, Raz al-Khaimah, Sharjah, and Um al-Khuan. Right. Um, so each of them has got a leader, um, and one of them is elected to serve as the president of the UAE. Um so that's how it's sort of all held together, basically. Um, in 2013, the population of the UAE was 9.2 million. So it's not a very big place. No. However, um, there's only 1.4 million UAE citizens. So like we're British citizens. Yeah. There's, okay, it's gassy, isn't it? There's only 1.4 million of them. 7.8 million, the other portion, are expats that have moved there. So right. like you hear, of, yeah, they're all like everyone from here are oh, moving to Dubai. Well, I have I have an uncle-in-law who's worked out there in um, construction, and mm. I have um, although they're not, I think they're in Oman now. Um, another um, on my my wife's side, um, aunt and uncle that are teaching um, out there. Money's very good, apparently. The only thing is, obviously, you have to do the sort of living on a compound thing, and you. Right. You have your home comforts to an extent, but you have to have it within within very sort of confined 
uh, in right. a kind of way rather than certain things you just can't do. Culturally. Well, apparently they're trying to get um, train drivers to go and work over there. Um, I don't know why they can't employ their own. Maybe they just want more experienced ones. I don't know. But so, would you rather be? Pay... Would you rather take a job as a train driver in the United Arab Emirates, or have a pair of tits? See, now the Emirates is too hot for me. But I would imagine, as a modern country, there's a lot of air conditioning out there. So I think I could probably live with that. Yeah. Um, but living with a pair of tits, there's. See, I'm. I'm. If we've got any certain listeners listening to us I might put people's notes out of joint here but I find it there's an embarrassment factor to walking around with tits well there would be for me anyway um, yeah but I'm not so talking moves I'm not talking like I'm talking like basically would breasts. have a woman's yeah, yeah. tits yeah yeah but I'm still a man yes or, or you'd non-binary look like you. or you'd look like you for ev- everywhere except for the fact that you had say a pair of C cup, D cup breasts. I don't know if I could live with that and walk around with a straight face all the time. So I'm going to have to say that I'd go and be a train driver in um, in the Emirates. And plus, apparently, they pay like double what we get paid. So it's good money. Tempting. I'm tempted to go anyway. Um, yeah. So there we go. Out so there and use the money for that for a boob job anyway. I could do. Yeah. Why not? Uh, right, they've got the sixth largest oil reserves in the world, seventh yep. largest of gas, but they don't now rely on it. So they're transitioning to um, focus on tourism. And they've recently introduced 5% VAT, um, which is quite good, really, considering ours is probably going to end up probably more like 50 within the We're near future. Now, yeah, that's going to be going up. Um, right, capital, um, Abu Dhabi. Right. Um, temperatures range 24 degrees in January, highest, you know, like average temperature, to 42 in July and August. Too hot for me. Mm. I like it. Um, I don't like it that hot. No. Uh, right. Large, do you like roller coasters? Love them. Love them. Right. Well, you're going to like um, Abu Dhabi then because um, the world's fastest roller coaster is in um, Ferrari World. In Abu Dhabi, Ferrari. I've got a theme park in Abu Dhabi, wow. um, and this particular ride is a Formula One car, yeah. and it's um, obviously on a track or something. Um, it's called the Formula Rossa, um, and in four seconds, it travels from naught to one hundred and forty-nine point one mile an hour. In four, four seconds. seconds, can you imagine the G-force on that? Your face would just be like. I mean, just yeah. I'm not a massive fan of roller coasters, but I do really want to try that. That's an instant it sounds amazing. Thing. Doesn't it sound amazing? It does. Um, you 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 keen on roller coasters then? Not mad on them, to be honest with you. Now, what's, what's I mean, the best got, you've ever been on? Couldn't really tell you. I've been Alton Towers a few times, like when I was younger, but it just mm. doesn't do anything for me, to no. be honest with you. How about yourself? Uh, you know, we went to Florida for um, not long after we got married. So it was like a honeymoon, a delayed honeymoon. And there was one, uh, it wasn't really a roller coaster, like an indoor sort of ride, Transformers yeah. one. And that was amazing. There was another one, a, mu- a mummy one, uh, made after the, the film The Mummy. And that was that was amazing. It was like a roller coaster, but it was indoors. Right. Uh, well, apparently like screens most of this... and stuff, Screens and stuff around. So you were, you were doing loop-the-loops and stuff in this building. 
but there were screens and things and stuff coming at you and beetles and flames and yeah it was, it was awesome well apparently most of this ferrari world's indoors as well mm. um i didn't have much signal when i was researching it earlier on but i need to have a look it was really quite interesting um isn't it right next to there they've got a formula one circuit out there haven't they for the grand prix um, the ferrari world actually on for that it's right in the middle of it the circuit is actually a road circuit um oh. but it's obviously adapted um year on year and it was the first f1 race in darkness um i don't know what year late noughties i think something like that um so yeah first dark race which obviously is it's cooler yeah um so dubai is the world's busiest airport in 2014 overtaking heathrow yeah um you've already mentioned my f1 fact and right united arab Arab emirates so, <laughs> one of us is going to get it right at some point yeah um football what do you know about the football there uh i watched them once once um Go on. when? yeah uh not not over there they came um remember back when uh we had the olympics in 2012 yeah so um we applied I mean, i'm a huge olympics fan i love I, i'll watch any sport in the olympics so being here, massively excited. We applied for every ticket going that we could that we could possibly try and apply for myself and wife and family, whatever. And uh, and all we ended up with was tickets for football at Old Trafford. Right. So we ended up going to see um, uh, the the GB team was it was two games. One in the evening was was Great Britain against uh, I can't remember who it was. And the early game earlier in the day was Uruguay versus the United Arab Emirates. Um, right. Which was a, it was a terrible game, but um, there was one like there was one player for them, who who clearly styled himself a bit on Ronaldinho, and he sort of had like the low, the sort of flowing sort of um, Greece and was sort of curled hair, and he played a little bit like him, a bit like a sort of a Tesco value Ronaldinho. Um, <laughs> I can't remember his name, um, but he, he was he was he was quite good. He was, but there wasn't really much else really to to look at. Um, wasn't um. Again, I could be wrong. There was a Wigan goalie. Is it Ali Al-Absi? Is he from there? I don't know, to be honest with you. I haven't got a clue. That, that's that's pretty much as, as much as you'll get out of me. On when I was doing the research earlier, his name didn't crop up. However, they have got tournament pedigree. Did you know, from 1977 to 1980, they were managed by Don Revy? Really? Of Leeds fame. They were indeed, yeah. Um, and did you know, I'm guessing not, but they played in a World Cup. Recently? In our lifetime, yeah, 1990. They were at Italian 90? Yeah. Oh. Um, I don't remember. They, oh, I barely remember that any tournament anyway. I only remember Dave. No. Uh, um, obviously, they didn't get through the group stages, um, but they didn't embarrass themselves either. They um, scored two conceded 11, which for a country of that size, and it's only really been developed since then anyway, I think that's fantastic. They played Colombia, Yugoslavia, and the winners, West Germany. Well, you say the they embarrass themselves. They had a goal difference of minus nine in three games. Yeah, but they played West Germany who won the tournament. West so, Germany won 5-1. So apart from that... At least they didn't have any sort of instance like... Um, uh, do you remember the famous clip? Um, was it Zaire played a World Cup game? And then yeah. they had a free kick. The team had a free kick. And the guy on the wall just ran out and booted the ball away. Because <laughs> he didn't understand that... The... <laughs> I have no idea why he did that. He must have known, but he just went and just boosted the ball away. That's, yeah, funny. 
I mean, like I said, they've not embarrassed themselves, have they? No, 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 they haven't. Fair dues. You got right. else? Now, I have got some... This is my major facts to uh, finish off now. Right. Um, world's tallest building is the Burj Khalifa. Yes. Which is in uh, Dubai. Um, the Khalifa comes from the fact that it was they had to be um, given money to complete it by Sheikh Khalifa, who was the ruler at the time. This was 2009, I think. Yeah. Um, something like that. Uh, it was called the Burj something else at the point because it, obviously it wasn't sponsored or anything. So anyway, the government paid for it to be finished. And this shake, uh, it was named after this shake. So 829.8 metres above ground. It holds seven world records for various different things like highest building, highest bar, you know, everything highest basically. Um, it'll take you three months to clean all the windows on the building. It cost 1.5 billion US dollars to build. Yeah. Um, 26,000 glass panels on the outside. Um, there's a 15 degree centigrade temperature difference from top to bottom. It took six years to build it. Four people at least died during the building of it, but there's poor reporting of um, workplace injuries out there. So it was quite mm. probably more. The lift does 10 metres per second. There's 164 floors. And given that it's 829 metres high, as a final fact, how long do you think it would take you to fall from the top and hit the floor? So, uh, okay, so I've gone off the top. Oh, 12 seconds. It's not a bad guess. It's 20. 20 seconds. Yeah, so you've got 20 seconds to think about the fact that you shouldn't have thrown yourself off the top of it. Your life would probably flash before your eyes probably two or three times over. You've got quite a lot of time to be flashing, haven't you? Tom Cruise did a did a stunt across the, the top of that, didn't he? He did the, the, one of the Mission Impossibles. He did a thing where he where he um, was on a rope and he ran around the outside of it. I'll have to have a look at that. Right right from the top as well. He was right right at the top of it. It's um you know what film, but I'd recommend uh was it Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol it is it's a good film. Sound. If you, if you use the, the fact that he's absolutely mental, um, <laughs> there's a lot of good Tom Cruise films out there. He makes makes good films. It's just a, it's just a bit weird. Yeah. Something something. Off the end, isn't there? <laughs> right. Right. Are we going to are we going to dignify this with with the with the barbecue discussion? It's just not getting anywhere near, is it? Um. If you had. But what about, if, but what if about the about, ladies that are at the barbecue? Yeah, I was going to say if you got um, if you got people there that can't drink, whether it's for health or for driving or whatever, mm. um, would you would you go to that length to have that there for them? I think it'd be a good discussion point, but um, there's not a guarantee anyone's going to want to drink it. No, and people are going to turn their nose up at it, aren't they? Mm. Um, I have seen it actually since I bought this online. I have seen it over here, so you can get it. Um, but I wouldn't go out of my way for it. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I mean, people are probably more likely to drink Bavaria, aren't they? That's that was my thinking. You'd, you'd, if you were doing, if you were getting in an alcohol-free beer, then you would go for something probably pretty standard, wouldn't you? If you had, if you were yeah. something in for for someone, if if someone couldn't uh, couldn't drive. 
I've yeah. still got a few bottles of that left and I'm going to stick it in the fridge in the pub and I bet you that'll get drank next time we have a barbecue. What, Barbican? No, Bavaria. Oh, Bavaria, yeah. People will drink it. Yeah. yeah um, ambassador's reception. Uh, well, depends on where he's... Where, uh, no. Um, I don't think so. But then you would... They would have to have something alcohol-free probably at the bar, wouldn't they? Exactly. So if this was in a halal country, halal-needing country... Well, you will, the ambassador's reception will probably... Would, ah, actually, yes. Now you're saying that. The ambassador, obviously, he's got his Ferrero Rocher, you've got, you know, whatever whatever beers. You mm. might need to cater for, say, you know, a shake that's come to... that's been invited to the reception and needs something to drink. Exactly. So, I think it's quite a nice-looking bottle, actually. You know, if you had a few of them lined up, it's not bad. So, against the odds, this actually is we would say is um, a beer worthy of the ambassador's reception just purely because he has to have something. Yeah. I mean, it's going to look better on the reception than Bavaria, you know, to give True. it something to compare to. Um, have we got anything else? So, on? say again, sorry. Have we got anything else on this? Um, I don't know what to think about it. I mean, it is sort of beer isn't it? So, on that note, should we just drop in with this other beer that we've got? Well, I said before we rate it, we've got this other one, Super Malt, which is yeah. uh, a non-alcoholic malt beverage with B vitamins, um, which is, am I right, this is made in Denmark, so it's a Danish drink, but it's very popular in Africa. Right, 1972, right, this was um, released. Should, should we just pop it open while I discuss yeah. it? Right. Yeah, so, right. 1972, it was begun to be, oh my God, um, Oh, my word. Drank over it, right? It was used by the Nigerian army as a dietary supplement. Um, I don't know if it still is, but it certainly was. Uh, by the way, it smells absolutely disgusting. It smells? Um, it smells like, like Bovril. It's awful. Um, What's that about? So it was introduced over here in 1972, and it was integral to the diet of the Windrush generation. So it's not got. they've not changed the label on it since the 70s. Because um, the people of that generation and their families have said to Supermalt that they don't want their drink to be changed in any way. So it's nothing's changed about it. So this is original. Have you, have you, said, tried, have you tried it yet? I'm not sure I want to. Enjoy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I just want to see your face. Oh, that tastes really wheaty. It's it's not a beer. It's nothing like a beer. It's 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 it is just a malt drink, isn't it, really? But both of them, I've got on the label, malt beverage, non-alcoholic. So why are they so different? This is a lot darker. Mm. This is a much darker beverage. Um, it does taste really natural, though. It tastes wheaty, natural, doesn't it? It's it, it's obviously a heavy malt taste. So obviously it's super malt. Ugh. So it, it's 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 really leaning into that aspect, and it's just a. <laughs> Bizarre concoction. Ugh, that is disgusting. You know we have this rule of finishing every beer that we start on the podcast. It's not on the list. I'm sorry. That's fine. We have to finish barbecue. Yeah. We don't need to go near that again. Okay. No. It's just... That's dreadful. Well, that that's put things into perspective. I think for barbecue for me. <laughs> <laughs> that is awful. Right. So yeah, barbecue. Right. Should we? Should we? Should we just rate it? Um, yeah, I think we're going to have to, aren't we? We'll just, we'll just. 
how, how much time we clocked up? I don't know. I'm not even um, talking for 40 ish minutes, I think 35, 40 minutes. Sounds, sounds like a good time to wrap up then. Yeah. Um, okay, we're going to go fingers. Yeah, let's do fingers. Now, uh, before we rate it, does I just ask you a question? Yeah. Doesn't involve tits or roller coasters. Good. Uh, <laughs> um, are you going to rate this on the merits of, in in the grand scheme of all of the beers? Yeah. Are you marking it against that, or are you marking it as a alcohol-free beer? That's a difficult choice because I don't really know how we should mark this. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's on the list. It should be graded against the other 100, really, shouldn't it? So we'll do that then. We'll do that. But, I mean, I wouldn't choose it over any other purely because it's got no alcohol in it. Um, And I just don't really see the point. Base it on taste. Yeah. Um, On the assumption it had alcohol in it. 100. Okay, right. So let's do fingers then. Right. So assumption it's alcoholic. Yep. But... Would purely taste alone. Right, okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. You've given it six. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's all right. I've given it four. Mm-hmm. So, five out of ten then? Yeah. I think five's fair enough. Five out of ten. Well, <laughs> wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be then. I think mm-hmm. partly because um, anything put next to super malt probably looks like the greatest beverage of all time. Mm. I think it's that bad. I've had worse. Wasn't bad at all. Um, okay, so that's that's pretty much it for this episode. Um, thanks uh, for listening. Um, shout out to people uh, just going back. I know, obviously, we're recording this in advance and there's other things come out or not come out yet. Blah, blah, blah. But um, did you know, Mark, we've, we've interestingly, we've had um, almost as many listeners at the moment in America than we do here. Really? By location. How bizarre. We have, we have a bit of a following in New Jersey and in Nevada. Brilliant. So hello to those guys. Go How ahead. do you all? Yeah. I, I don't know what that accent was. I apologise. <laughs> for Mark's behalf. Um, okay, Mark, socials, where can people find us? Uh, at FTLOB pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Thanks again. Um, we'll be back soon with more beers, um, although we are starting to run out, so not sure how much um, we've got mm. left in this series. <laughs> we'll have to do our, our best in the current climate. And, uh, and yeah, thanks again. Bye-bye. All I do is drink beer for breakfast. This podcast is presented by The Podcast Lot, a free promotion label for up-and-coming podcasts. Follow them on Twitter at Podlot.